Hello, everybody. This is Tiffany. What's up? This is Ariel. And we are now on episode 13. Oh, child. Hey. Um, so listen, I'm really getting sick of me on these podcasts. Jeez. Oh, you didn't leave that in 2018? I Listen, because I feel like it got worse. Oh, man. I'm trying. So on this post, this post that's so funny on this episode Ooh. i am going to sh- straighten up a little bit okay. i'm gonna straighten up a little bit because i know i have it in me what what are we talking about right now because my language i need to get my language together what? i feel like the way that i've been talking lately it's very um it's not reflecting the best version of you it isn't and i feel <laughs> like it lets everybody know that uh what part of chicago i'm from <laughs> they're like did you have a a rough childhood. Right. And I literally. They start throwing out nicknames to see if you know them. You know them. You know. <laughs> you know. And then I'm all like. Uh-uh. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. I, that's my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to get that together because I can do so much better than I've been doing. So I literally told myself, here's what I know about me. Mm-hmm. If I make a decision, that's it. Yeah. So I made a decision. Okay. I'm still going to be me. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to try Refine. not to say things like I be. And so what happened was. I, okay, that might happen. I what happened was. Like, might happen. But that I be, that might not happen. I'm working on it. We'll see what happens. Anyway. I was about to say, I like it. I know. It's so. Mm, well, he, well, we'll, we'll figure out. Yeah. I'm, we'll find a happy medium space. I, Maybe yeah. you just, you know frequency? what I need to do? I need to stop listening to these podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> the time I listen to. No, stop listening to the ratchet ones. No, I'm talking about hours. Oh. I need to stop re-listening to myself oh. because every time I do, I find so many things. I'm like, poop, pick on that, pick on that, oh, pick on yeah. that. It's, I'm trying not to, but I'm my worst critic. Yeah. Yeah. So I need to figure that out. I, I think. I had to just let go of criticizing because it's a slippery slope. Once I'm I get in started. the mud. Do you hear me? Yeah. So I, I have to just listen. And then my eye twitches when I start talking. I'm like, <laughs> there you go. Ah. And then, you know, a couple words come across my brain. Like, don't say that out loud. You don't mean that. Keep listening. <laughs> Just make sure the editing is right and <laughs> just focus, focus. To- <laughs> you so petty sometimes, I promise. So I'm still a vegetarian. Come on through. I'm still a vegan. Um, I just would like you guys to know that I have decided to start drinking cranberry and lemon water. Because she fancy. Listen, this is the best thing I have ever. First it looks of all, pretty. It is beautiful. <laughs> this girl I work with calls it my champagne. She was yeah. like, oh, you're drinking champagne. Or mm-hmm. I definitely am. Yeah. I, so I take a handful of cranberries and lemon wedges and I put them in my water. And okay, so just so you guys know, like you can steep these cranberries in a cup of water for almost three days and it'll still, they won't mold, they no. won't turn. And it'll still have a cranberry taste. Oh, I know because I made drinks where I made my own, um, like mixer uh-huh. with cranberry. Of course you did. This is what you do. Did I tell you she's a mixologist? She and get I was like, these are some strong cranberries. Like these cran- that cranberries are strong. They, they, oh, like they, they hold very long. So some you guys can try it is cranberry with lemon wedges it's amazing so that's funny that you're doing that because 
So I've had to have this conversation a couple times with my cousin as well, who listens to the podcast. Hey, girl. It's a he. What's up, bruh? <laughs> <laughs> and um, the reason oh, I know I'm who you're do- talking about my my fault, G. Like I feel like I know you, so I do exactly. want to apologize, sir. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> so the reason I'm choosing to be vegetarian is not that being vegetarian is hitting all my like goals i and i think when people hear you're like vegan or you're Mm -hmm. doing diet changes they think like are you trying to lose weight and that's what you're doing to lose weight like i don't i literally i am the complete opposite well i'm saying the perception but that's what i'm saying people's perception of it and i'm definitely the complete opposite and so it's for me i (laughs) i have to take a little more risk than I like to take <laughs> to get where I need to be. And here's the thing. I like to cook. I just want, because I like food, I want to have purpose with my food. I'm a person that likes to get to the bottom line. I'm like, what's the point? So even if meat is back in my diet, mm-hmm. I want to eat in the purpose of what I know food's purpose is. Like, I don't want to overdo it. Either way, I want to be able you. to have a balanced diet because I'm looking at what I eat. And because I like to cook and I like to eat, mm-hmm. not negate that it serves a purpose too. So, Correct. you know, so I can have the stuff I like. Um, So this week I've been um increasing my water intake. I see you. Okay. And been doing pretty Get well. Get your hydration that. up. Yeah. So I'm going to just like, you know, keep adding layers to this improvement. It's, it's- Hey, I made a, a tweet today that this- You tweeting? Hey, look at Oh, that. yes. I told you guys I'm trying to get my tweet game up because I literally have never been on Twitter until, <laughs> like, I don't know. What is this? Week three? Right. I don't know. Um, Slowly but surely, I'm moving through this thing called social media. Mm-hmm. Um, So I tweeted, life is a journey, not a competition. Mm-hmm. And you ain't in competition with nobody. No. So, one step at a time, boo. So, but listen, the evil out there tried to take me out, y'all. <laughs> so, it was in the form of bacon. Oh, no, I'm joking. Right. You would think. But. It was definitely a so Polish, we, though. Right. We are from <laughs> Chicago, okay? And we have the best food in Chicago. We have amazing Chicago. food. Everything you could possibly want from Chinese to su- like sushi to street food right. to so where like I everything wa- so where i was was like in this area that had like all the hood spots as well as <laughs> which means Me- it was delicious right the mexican food spots and not too far from the legit establishments that can be your go-to like a chipotle was near to and it was just in this great space but walking into my appointment I just smell grilled onions outside, <laughs> and I was like, and it just took you out. And I was like, "Oh, you've been doing so good, but man, cause the devil is busy." What a what would a Polish taste like? My mouth started. Hey, here's the here's the thing. You've been you've been vegetarian for how many days? What is this day nine? Day 10? 11. Day 11. Okay, for 11 days. And you are definitely acting like you've been a vegetarian since 94. That's the funny part. People are like, what would a Polish taste like? The same thing you tasted like the last time you ate But if I'm choosing to not eat it and it's right around the corner, (laughs) I am dreaming about it. My love affair with food is real. Like, 
I'm dreaming about it. Listen, you have to know me. Anybody who knows me, anybody that's my friend, y'all listen to this. They always laugh at me because I use the word meat all the time. When I'm hungry, <laughs> I would say, I could go for some meat right now. And they'll be like, meat? Yes, meat. What meat? Any of it. I Give me meat. I just want some meat. That's going to that's gonna feel my palate. So this Polish over here, I love mustard. I love onions. So it's like meat, mustard, and onions is right there. And I was like, okay, bet. This is what you going to do. <laughs> okay, bet. I considered walking across the street to just ask for grilled onions. And I was like, you ain't going to just get grilled onions. I'm like, and you know what? Don't put that person. That would have been okay if I thought that you could do it. No, I didn't. But want... since we both know that you yeah, can't do it. Yeah, I didn't want to play with myself. Don't play with it. Don't um, play with it. And that's okay. I couldn't... I made a better choice. I looked up. I typed in um, vegetarian in my Google Maps. And I found a Mexican restaurant that had vegetarian options. And I went and got a vegetarian burrito. And I was like, listen, well done. you know what? Thank you. Thank you. And the tough. award goes to. Because my mouth is watering right, right now. Right now as we talk about, <laughs> about the Polish. But I did it. <laughs> oh. 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 Well, you know what? Small victories. Every one of them is a win. That was a win. Yes. So whatever else happened, you won that. Yes. So I'm proud of you. Thank Congratulations, you. ma'am. You ain't give in and not yet. Not gonna do it. I don't say yet. Say right. Nope, I I'm not, I'm, speaking I'm not. into existence. You're right. I'm so proud of you. Um. Well, hmm. I'm still trying to wash my face every day, y'all. <laughs> no. Please tell them about. You. Okay. So you know she came on here talking about her hair and not doing her hair. I feel like she this made is... a whole video, y'all. That if you <laughs> because the revolution will not be televised. Mm, mm, mm. So why you so petty? Listen, I went on my Facebook page and I was asking the people why is everybody so worried about my bun? First of all, it is dependable and it's has never failed me. Like bacon, but guess what? I still wrong. made a choice. I still made a decision. <laughs> Look, do you know that's where I got it from. <laughs> right, right. When I said it, I was definitely talking about you and your bacon. Right, but like people got beef with my bun. Like you have, why is your texture of hair and you don't do your hair? First of all, my hair is luscious in this bun. <laughs> that's the first thing I said in that book. Well, listen, that's what uh, people say that, well, we both have naturally curly, curly hair. hair. Yeah. And I, I get that all the time, too, when people be like, people try to get their hair to be curly like yours. Why don't you take care of your hair? Because you don't have these curls, so you don't know the maintenance that goes when they get all tangled about. up with each other. Look, this aloe and water and avocado oil, coconut oil spritzer oh. I got to put in my hair. Like, y'all don't even understand. Listen. Just appreciate the edges and the sideburns. Yes. They keep it moving, people. <laughs> keep it moving. <laughs> Nothing to see. <laughs> you don't need your negativity or your judgment. And I didn't ask for it. So definitely not asking. Whatever. Hey, I also made a video about some guy trying to holler at me on the expressway. It is a strong 21 degrees outside here, y'all. He mm. talking about some roll your window down. Sir, we are no. doing 45 <laughs> on this here expressway. It's a no for me. <laughs> oh, look. <laughs> and I just looked at him like, what? What are you even talking about, sir? No, thank you. I mean, 
I am awfully flattered that you would right. risk pneumonia. <laughs> but I won't. <laughs> because I look like I'm pneumonia worthy. Okay, so listen. The bun was there? G- he- the bun is always... What's hey, on top of my head right now, Tiffany? Hey, the Tiffany. bun out here doing work. <laughs> what's, what's on top of my head right now, it's Tiffany? It's a bun. <laughs> okay. Okay. Here's the secrets. The same bun from yesterday, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> Spread that around. So- start start sprinkling a little of that <laughs> for, 20, for 2019. <laughs> Sprinkle that. Y'all a bunch of haters, but whatever. So, I follow... This young lady on IG, and her name is Tina Gray. She's dope. I like her. And I know Tina Gray. Tina, this is not a stalker moment. She doesn't know me. I know she doesn't know me. <laughs> but I know her through my dance team. And when I joined, she was, like, just coming around to say, hey, she wasn't active anymore. So from being her friend, I've seen her, like, go from – now, don't – quote me in the exact I'm paraphrasing from my perspective but I've seen her go from like okay I like to cook and y'all like my food so I'm making meals on the weekend Mm -hmm. till I'm making meals twice a week so she is whole in LA doing the thing getting amazing clients and has a whole business that's moving and grooving and she's just one of my favorite people to follow on IG. Now, she's like she's not trying to be like a motivation person or inspiring or a leader. She's not out here like do what I do, kids, at all. And if you follow her, you're going to get a lot of obscene words and some real dope honest conversation. And I really like her. Yes. But because I know that story, I personally love to follow her because it's inspiring to me because on the creative end, I, you know, I have similar aspirations uh, in growth. So when she's kind of talking about, she, when she's talking through her failures or she's saying stuff like, so I was really bad at cutting people out and cussing people out, but I'm doing better a little bit. And, you know what I'm saying? Well, I'll be like. Daily struggle. Hey, I'll be like, go see them. Go see them. Good for you. <laughs> Do work. Every time. Do work. And she put up this meme today that talked about, oh, it said, um, stop having relationship issues with people you're not in a relationship with and stop having friendship problems with people you're not friends with. And I was like, somebody give Tina her blue check. (laughs) Look, certified, stamped. Where's it at? She's a winner. Put it next (laughs) to her name. Okay. She didn't make the meme, but I felt like her choice to share it and the fact that I follow her, I was blessed by her choices. Thank you, ma'am. We appreciate your efforts, Mm -hmm. okay? Thank you. And those simple things are important. That happens every day, Mm y'all. Like, people are definitely arguing and having... (laughs) I'm sorry, I made a face. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait for this laugh cast. Um... You definitely having issues with people you're not in relationships with. Like, I cannot tell you how many times I had arguments with people who I definitely have never been in a relationship <laughs> with. I'm currently not in a relationship with anybody. And I feel like every week I have a relationship argument Listen. or a debate or a, or I over-explain myself to somebody mm-hmm. that I don't have to over-explain myself and, to. And then you have those moments like, what am I doing right now? right now? Or people that I'm not friends with that I'm just associates with. Listen, asso- and I'm like, because the position is different. And then you have like you start feeling some way about, and you're like, 
What? Wait what a is happening right Hold now? On, let's evaluate. What? What type of trickery? Who got me in here doing this? <laughs> huh? Huh? I quit. <laughs> <laughs> Just throw it. It's over. <laughs> Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Conversation's over. I'm done with all of this. Um, so interesting mm-hmm. that I had um, a conversation with one of my friends and he knows how I feel about Sarah Jake Roberts. The GOAT. Mm-hmm. All day. Mm-hmm. Um, who I'm going to see in February. I don't have my ticket, but I'm going to be there too. So, hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> We'll see you there, boo. So I'm going to see Sarah. And he came to me and he was like, all right, so listen, I'm struggling with something real quick. And I want to run it by you. I'm like, all right, bet. (laughs) I'm ready. So he says to me, do you judge the messenger? He was like, so I'm struggling with Sarah Jake Roberts. Mm. And I said, okay. Let me open my water bottle right now. You need to. You need to, <laughs> you need to put a little water on mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Struggling, Sarah. <laughs> what does that mean? Go ahead. <laughs> so he said she has a great message. He said, but um, he's trying to figure out. She has a history that, on one hand, should eliminate her from being a leader, in his opinion. Mm-hmm. He said, on the other hand, her message is dead on. And I said, well, first of all, you shouldn't judge anyone. Right. And he says, I'm really big on practicing what you preach. He says, I think a leader should have a cleaner record than most. Mm. And his dialogue from that were like some examples and him explaining how he feels about, you know, people with a past being considered leaders. Mm. And I basically went in to explain to him, I'm saying it is impossible for anybody to have um, a clear record. Mm -hmm. I said, now they can definitely have a cleaner record than you. Right. Um, In theory, I probably have a cleaner record than a lot of people. Mm -hmm. But if we want to go up against Beyonce, she probably got a cleaner record than me, right? Okay, cool. Um, but then you can put me up against, I don't know, Amber Rose, and then you're going to be like, oh, Ariel wins, right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, so it just right. depends. Who you putting me up against? Who and, record you talking about and in theory? And what, what you, by your perception, you weigh as too dirty. I Absolutely. Um, the other thing was... I just don't understand people's idea of disqualifying people because of mistakes as if the only way you learn is through mistakes. The way you learned how to walk is because you had Mm -hmm. to figure out that you needed to balance, but to figure out you needed to balance, you had to fall. And, you know, one of the examples he gave was he said he wouldn't be able to take advice from a divorced man. Mm -hmm. And he was like, would you? And I said, first of all, there are a lot of married people that I do not want to get any advice from because (laughs) their marriage is a disaster and they are a horrible husband or they are a horrible wife. And just because they have that title does not make them a person to speak of, but you could talk to a person who's divorced. And if that person is speaking to you from a place of perspective, of understanding of why the divorce took place, why the marriage didn't work. If they're speaking to you through their failures, you get a completely different conversation. Like, Hey, I'm going to tell you what caused my marriage not to work. Don't do this. Right. If you're talking to a married couple and they like, 
man, listen, just let her do whatever she want to do and you go in the basement and uh, play a game. Like, that's not, that's existing. That's yeah. not functioning. But at the same time, are you going to take that person as a leader because they still married, because divorced, right. neither one of them got enough money to support individually. Some people are still together because they can't do it individually. Facts. And I was, you know, he was going through how Sarah's past. So I said, well, okay, let's, Let's go through it, right? Mm -hmm. So Sarah was had a child at 15 or 14, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, she uh, ended up leaving the church, trying to be grown, do mm -hmm. it by herself. She ended up working at a strip club as a bartender. She ended up marrying someone, having children with them. He ended up being uh, abusive, and she ended up divorcing him because he also was unfaithful mm -hmm. and had girlfriends come up to her house and stuff like that mm. and then mm. she ended up separating herself from that so now she's had a child she worked at a strip club she's divorced but now she's married to a pastor she's also a pastor she speaks through her failures she tells everybody i get it you're human mm -hmm. and you're allowed to make mistakes you not allowed to stay in them right you are allowed to grow through them and i believe his perspective is basically you should know better and not make those mistakes in the first place. So he's saying it from a standpoint of um, how you didn't see that having a kid at 13 <laughs> was a wasn't going to be a problem. Mm. How didn't you see that working at a strip club was going to be a problem? How, you know, I'm not going to make those mistakes because I can see from where I'm standing that that's a bad choice. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the thing. How do you know it's a bad choice? Because you saw somebody else do it and you said to yourself, having a baby at 14 is probably going to be tough and I don't want to do it. So you're still learning from a mistake. It just wasn't yours. Well, a lot of us make decisions that are poor decisions that don't always um, produce as bad of a consequence as somebody else's. Meaning there's a lot of people who were super promiscuous at a young age and they didn't have a baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so, so hey, everybody got 350, okay? <laughs> Y'all heard what I said when I said what I said. Um, you know what? Um, I don't, it's a lie. No. Oh, okay. Listen, I'm just saying. So, okay. I'm saying. Shame the devil. Tell the truth. Sometimes people, I think, think um, the secrecy of it not being a truth that everyone knows makes it less true. Girl. So, if I like, so if. Let's, for her, if she wasn't out here telling her story and everyone doesn't know, and now she's here living in purpose, inspiring people, starting movements, changing lives, that she's, that the the woman you don't know um, kept a solid 12 roster from the age of 15 to 25 mm -hmm. is more qualified to lead I, I think my problem with that statement is that the question is leadership i think that's what bothers me it bothers me and i and i'm trying to not be biased because he's talking about sarah and i love her <laughs> so i'm trying but okay i'm trying not, but let's focus on that why do you love her though because of what well here's the thing so for me personally um when I, growing up, okay, my mom is a great woman who 
I don't know many that have a past, a story like hers, meaning to the outside perception, it's just so squeaky clean. It's like, it's gotta be something else there about you. Like it just doesn't make what Mm -hmm. that I always felt like, I don't know how you ended up with me, girl, because I don't (laughs) think like you, girl, what is it a mix up? Um, God, clean up on our five. Listen, I told you that's, you she needed someone like you because God already knew who he was creating. So right. here you go. So and and not that I'm just terrible, but the the pureness because <laughs> that sounded bad when I heard it. I heard it. I heard it back. Don't don't try to do that, y'all. <laughs> but the terror but things that were temptations for me or doubts for me that she didn't doubt that way, that she didn't have those like she was share stories of growing up and like, no. Nobody was going to bully me. And I'm like, girl, they're definitely bullying me. Well, I'll talk to somebody else because you don't understand what we're <laughs> talking about. talk to somebody Whatever. Else. And because of that, uh, it made me feel wrong or weird to be wired the way that I'm wired. So because of that, I'm like, when I get to this point in life, like I said, that I'm here as a woman with two kids two different fathers not living in a truth that I've shamed myself for Mm -hmm. to see this woman stand on her truth and the sermon I say all the time for why it began to get me out my hole because I couldn't unsee it when I saw the don't settle for safe that literally was the first time I ever saw someone for from a spiritual standpoint speak about the uncomfortable part of faith. Yeah. Because it's usually given traditionally in a way of you're just supposed to have it. Yes. You just don't doubt God. You just don't, uh uh-uh, don't play with God. You're just supposed to just be this strong God-fearing person that just gets it right. And I'm like, well, that ain't working over here. So I don't know. (laughs) So let me tiptoe to the other side. And in that sermon, she spoke on friendships and she said, faith hurts. And that feeling of, I don't want to do that again, because it hurt. When I tried that last time, it didn't feel good. And I was like, so wait, girl, what? Let me let me pull up my chair, because Sarah, she talking that talk. She talking that talk. Oh, oh you talking, talking. Oh, we talk. Oh, this is a real conversation. <laughs> oh. seeing you. And then I became obsessed. And then I studied her sermons. And then I found, found Michael Todd. And then I found other people. And I'm like. Come on through, Mike. Right, then then I hear Joyce Meyer's story, and I'm like, what? So all these people come from a, a, a unclean place. Yes. Most of these people, and I don't want to say broken, but in for the sake of this conversation right. on the dialogue that we had about leaders, it seemed like a broken place. Yeah. Most people don't come from this everything is perfect type of life and they have a message that people can receive because I look at, you know what it is? It's kind of like kids in school Mm -hmm. when they look at, and and not to make it racial, but when young black children have a, you know, a well-to-do white teacher telling them what it is that they need to do, the choices that they can make. And they're looking at them going, you don't know my life. Mm -hmm. You don't know 
how hard it is for me to get home from school every day. You don't, I live in the city of Chicago. These babies getting home is a right. struggle. So them looking at you get into your nice Volkswagen mm -hmm. and drive to your suburban house while they going through a war zone in their mind, you don't know my struggle, so you can't give me the advice that you think. But as soon as somebody from Princeton Park or somebody from the south side of Chicago or anybody from the west side of Chicago comes and says, hey, I get it, but I did it, so you can too. It's and a, then they look and they go, you did it? I can do it too? Yeah. Now it's, you know, it it's realistic. Different. It sounds different. Yeah. I think, and what I think I like is that she doesn't, she she's accountable for her failures like she doesn't she speaks through her fa failures but she's accountable absolutely she's like no that was not the way i was supposed to be doing it and that's the difference no i would no and i think you know uh, th there are people that are really close to me that are spiritual and not religious and they have different viewpoints that i respect and personally to my beliefs and because i believe in god mm -hmm. um I hear I hear their views through my beliefs. I don't judge their language barrier differences. So okay. if they say, I believe in a spiritual being, my mind it says, you're not going to call them God. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. That's we, you still understand. We're still talking. Mm -hmm. so, but that's the difference between having a relationship with God and being one of those churchy religious people. But here's the thing. I know... For most of those people, I understand why they have a barrier to God because it's people with views like that that will push you away that right. you think that's a reflection of God's viewpoint because you don't have these honest conversations and it's not packaged in a way. And and that breeds a feel of unworthiness mm -hmm. that makes you question like, well, I guess I don't fit over there. So let me go over here right. because I don't fit over here in that conversation. I think the other part to me is that that's kind of before getting to the spiritual place that I am now, mm -hmm. I always had a problem with because I feel like I always knew certain fundamental things that were there in the Bible. Even if I didn't know the Bible and wasn't going to church all the time, I definitely knew judgment was a issue. And I always felt like, from what we know of God creating us equal in a certain way that there's not the high, the hierarchy that we put on each other doesn't exist in his eyes. Correct. So from that, it's like why you, you have an opportunity to learn from everyone. Meaning I can learn from my daughter and I can learn from my teacher. Yes. <laughs> it's not, there's something valuable to be, to get out of every situation and from everyone. If, you know, not everybody, like if you're seeking, but I'm saying there's something valuable that can be there. So the idea that the cleanliness matters is strange to me because mm -hmm. I think of that myself. Like I just had a conversation with my best friend today and she goes back and forth with her spirituality too. And she will often say, and she said it in this conversation and I'm honored. And she said, you're one of the only reasons I can't be angry at God. Mm, that's big. And she said, I thank you for that because I know with me and you, he got it right. And, I, and I can't, I can't not remember that. So thank you. Cause I, 
I can't be angry at the other stuff because of that. Did did you cry? It it was because I know you be crying all the listen, time. Listen, it was. I just say you be. But go ahead. <laughs> it was a lot of outpouring of feelings, but that I take that to me. I feel like I didn't choose to step in that, but in some form, I'm a leader in that. Yeah, absolutely. And that's not. And sometimes there's callings that are put on you that you need to step into that aren't all about. I think people think leadership is the showy part of a leader. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Oh, come on, talk about like, it. Like, not the, like, assignment and purpose, but the, like, oh, you in the big seat up there doing the fly things, but not the work and the calling the responsibilities with it. Yep. She has a responsibility. Like, besides everyone knowing Sarah, like, she has a whole life. She has a whole husband, a whole mixed family. She has businesses she's running. Besides the certain... She, then she's then she's a pastor, and she's preaching. Then she's hosting a podcast. And then she got to maintain her relationships with her family and a her friends. Line. Her, she's a person, it. though. And mm-hmm. then we start stripping people from being human, human. because they're leaders. Like... So because you don't even know what she goes through day to day talking about her past. What are you serious? Like you don't know who she almost cussed out to that day if she had enough grace for them to spare them. And I, I think a lot of times people forget the human part because everything in life is so instant gratification and mm. so black and white. And it's like, I want you to be, pr- it's kind of, you know what it is? It reminds me of those people on Facebook who want to grandma check you. Nah. It's like, listen. When you people, said instant gratification, I was like, especially now. It is. It's, it's, it's instant gratification and it's black and white. It's you're not allowed to make mistakes. It's the reason why women have surgery and want to make sure that their bodies are perfect. Mm-hmm. It's the reason why people aren't never happy with what they have right now because everybody's telling them it could be better. It could be perfect. It could be clearer. It could be cleaner. The idea of just being human and being in love with the faults and the flaws is Mm -hmm. unheard of because you can't be somebody that I look up to. You gotta be, your body gotta look like one of these Instagram models. Mm -hmm. You gotta go get a fake butt. You can't have a regular butt that you did lunges for. (laughs) Mm -mm, That's not enough. I'm gonna need you to get it bigger and better than that. Well then if it's real, it can't be lumpy. Nuh-uh, and and you can't have cellulite. Mm -mm. And then, you know, if you're gonna have breasts, you gotta have the best type of breasts. I don't care if you had kids or not. I'm gonna need you to go get that fixed. It's this idea that everybody has of what a perfect, clean, or or as close to clean uh, person, cookie-cutter version of each other. But we all want to know what the mistake is so we don't make it. Mm -hmm. Meaning... You, you'll tell somebody, Hey, you go do it. Tell me how it go. (laughs) So you want them to make the mistake Mm -hmm. because you don't want to make the mistake, Mm -hmm. but a mistake has to be made so that you know, does this work or does this not work? At some point, the mistake has to be made. Mm -hmm. You have to be willing to be the person to make the mistake and not let it be your defining moment. And I think that that's what all of us do as humans we allow mistakes to be people's judgment final destination their defining moment and then you're like oh i'm gonna write you off now because you made a mistake Mm -hmm. which is something that in life is inevitable to do but now you want to disqualify um talk down shame um express extreme disappointment and 
and tell a person how unworthy they are of whatever position, whether it's leadership or um, a space in your life, whatever, because they haven't met that mark. Mm -hmm. That's not fair. Mm -hmm. I've been given a lot of different gifts. And one of the gifts that I've been given is being able to talk the way I do to people and while talking to them, accepting my failures, talking through them, being vulnerable about them. Like I literally have no problem talking about any of my failures. I am a private person, but if I'm dealing with somebody who I feel is going to benefit from mm -hmm. my story, who's going to benefit from what I've my journey that I'm going through, I know that this testimony that I have is for somebody who's going through something similar or I show it to them so they don't have to go through it. But one of us had to make the mistake first. Mm -hmm. So I have no problem talking through it. If I would allow people to shame me and to feeling like you should be embarrassed of right. what has happened to you and who you were and shut up and sit down, then nobody's going to give the gifts that I have that was were given to me mm. to share. I'm supposed to tell people the same way she's supposed to tell people, yo, Jay-Z definitely was a whole drug dealer. Mm -hmm. Definitely slanged that thing, mm -hmm. okay? He was out there passing that white girl out. Mm -hmm. And he definitely did it to feed his dream of mm -hmm. what he wanted to do. Did he know I probably shouldn't be selling drugs, but ain't no other way. Absolutely. Absolutely. That doesn't disqualify that he has done those things to get at the top. Well, here's the thing. Um, I'm, I don't think because he even expressed this, that when he started selling drugs, it wasn't to get to where he is. It's just that he was able to make enough choices along the way. Mm-hmm of what the next step was and what sacrifice was going to have to happen and use the knowledge that he had mm -hmm. gained through that process to excel in other areas. And here's the thing about being a leader. And I even take him of like, to me, be, if as what would now be an OG and rap and stuff like that, he's criticized Absolutely. for everything, Absolutely. for his business deals. Yeah, he got this much money, but I don't think he donates enough and he doesn't give enough away for good causes or he doesn't talk about topics he could or he's not really personable or we don't like what he's wearing when he's doing these things with his wife or we, I don't like the topic of if he talks about money too much, I said he has mm -hmm. nothing to talk about. But then when he talks about his wife and family, I don't really want to hear about that either because he sounds he, like an old man. Like it, right. Leadership comes with responsibility. He doesn't change that he's a leader. So all of that, all of that said, yep. changes nothing that he sits in a position that he has that spoken through his failures. Mm -hmm. He's given knowledge. He shared his insights, his growth. Yep. Hey, I used to think this way and I think this way now. And people have benefited Absolutely. and prospered because of his leadership. There are people who, if they go to him now and ask him questions, he'll be able to talk you into circles. He understands it on a completely different Absolutely. level. Does the fact that he used to sell drugs take away from the fact that now the rooms that he moves in are completely different? Mm -hmm. Absolutely not. I know plenty of people who come from a place of, maybe they used to kick it with gangbangers, mm -hmm. and maybe they used to sell drugs themselves. Maybe they used to fight all the time. Maybe they were very promiscuous. There's a lot of things that they've done in their past. It does not 
take away from the fact that from whatever they came from, they have come to this plateau and they are actually leaders now. Well, I feel like if I've never been a promiscuous girl, so it's not like I have a laundry list of People I've just been slanging around, slanging and banging. Hey, you know it was right there. You see it on my face? Because I was, say it. Because give it to me. (laughs) Slanging and banging, baby. Um, But I would have allowed the perception that I have gotten some people not wanting to disappoint my family. I love my kids. Like, I'm not wanting to disappoint my family, not wanting to embarrass anybody, right. wanting it to look a certain way, would have excluded me from certain lessons and learning to love myself through my own storms. Like, let alone anybody else's criticism, my own. I was I was dooming myself because I didn't want to hear commentary like that, that my stuff like that. So imagine the way we get feedback on just this podcast absolutely (laughs) if we if i allowed that to not let me speak about things because it was too embarrassing here and and i think like leadership means you don't like you like you were just saying like you don't mess up like it has to get be perfect what the problem becomes in how you deal with your failures not that they happen because most people don't I didn't like I didn't have kids with random people. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I didn't yeah. have one night saying to me, like, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. And some people may and I for the spiritual sense of it, if you're in tap if you're in tune with spirituality, then you know that there are some things that to the outside that look like a mistake, that, but are designed for that person Absolutely. to teach them something and get them somewhere. So your idea of a mistake does not mean it is because the reason she can impact who she can impact is a thousand percent related to her journey. I'm probably about to say something I'm about to regret. Okay, let's do it. So, so you were just saying that you've done things that other people might look at and say, that's something that you should regret. And mm-hmm. it really but was, it was put for there for a purpose. Absolutely. Right. So I have conversations with people all the time mm-hmm. about side chicks. Mm-hmm. And I can talk about it because I definitely was one for a long time. <laughs> you, put, you put some years in the game. <laughs> and I got some. Now, I just also want to put the disclaimer out there. I'm not out here like boasting about it because at this point I am well aware of how disrespectful, Mm -hmm. um, inappropriate, um, distasteful and just wrong what I was doing was right. Mm -hmm. At that time, I didn't care about none of that, but I felt like, at that time, eh, it's okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not the one that's married, so I'm not really the one that's doing anything wrong. He's married. I'm right. not married. So if anybody's doing anything wrong, he is, right? Right. And furthering in my life, I had discovered, no, you trash too, boo. Yeah. You definitely being trash. Pick that up. Pick that's it. yours. Oh, oh, and put it on top of your head <laughs> for everybody to see it. But after going through what I went through, being that type of person, mm-hmm. 
I talk to other women mm-hmm. differently. I can definitely understand things that they could never articulate to somebody who I would never right. do the absurdity. Right. That is so disrespectful. It is. And I can tell you exactly why it's disrespectful, <laughs> but I can also tell you why she did it. And mm-hmm. second of all, I have conversations with wives. Cause let me tell you, it's a lot of y'all who wouldn't have had a side chick in your marriage if certain things in your marriage weren't in there. Mm-hmm. So when I have those truth truthful conversations Mm -hmm. i'm like listen i'm not condoning what's happening i'm not saying that it's okay i'm trying to give you some tools so that this don't happen again or it's not a repeat thing or maybe you could just comprehend and understand where it came from i'm not condoning it i'm acknowledging it those are two different things but at the same time somebody would say to me that disqualifies you to talk to anybody about marriage and i would say actually Probably gets me in front of the line because I've been in a lot of marriages. And somebody would say um, it disqualifies you. For relationship advice also. Relationship, spiritual. Oh, all of the above. And I feel like every single one of those gets crossed off the list because God showed up Mm -hmm. and specifically told me and explained to me why what I was doing was not okay. I have a different insight when it comes to a person being a side chick. And having a conversation with them about like, boo, I understand why you're doing it, but let me tell you why and what's going to, what the residuals are you are going to receive from doing this. And then when I have a conversation with a wife and I said, listen, I'm not condoning what your husband's doing, but I promise you there is, if there's 10 things happening in this marriage, seven of them, you did. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that him cheating is okay. I'm telling you. Both of y'all are accountable. So and let, y'all probably want to fix it. Y'all want to? It's, it's a team. This is gonna be a group effort, boo. Like we can't, we can't get rid of the side chick and keep all those terrible. Yeah, because because <laughs> th- she got there. No side chick ever, ever, never chased a married man down and was like, "You, sir, are going to cheat with me." Like that is not what happens. Not no NBA player. Not no NFL right. player. No side chick is able to get into a marriage unless the door is opened. Mm -hmm. That would be considered rape if she didn't. Like, literally, for them to cheat together, he got to open that door up. Absolutely. So I'm in here giving that type of conversation, and the perspective is completely different. But the only reason I'm able to give that perspective is because I made a mistake, because my slate isn't clean, Mm -hmm. because I have a tarnished background when it comes to that. Do I think that that is something that I should be proud of? Absolutely not. But it's mine and Mm -hmm. I own it and it ain't never, I'm not going to lie about it and it's never going to go away. But at the same time, there's no way you're going to be able to take away from me the knowledge that I learned from making those mistakes. Absolutely. Like I, me struggling with depression and suicidal thoughts. I've been told before that like made me a risk to be like to do leadership in certain things because not, because people Stay. are going to look at you and what? Now they're going to want to kill don't themselves? Tell, or don't talk about it, basically. Which is interesting because anytime you go to an AA meeting, it's always a survivor of alcohol. Mm-hmm. Those are the best leaders. Anytime you go to mm-hmm. a cancer 
meeting, it's somebody who survived cancer. Those are the best leaders for those conversations because you need somebody that's going to relate to you. So why would you not want somebody that's going to relate to you spiritually, financially? Like if you're somebody who's in investments and you've, let me tell you, Elon Musk, which is the guy who came up with Tesla. Mm-hmm. He also just sent a rocket to the moon and he's doing like nine other trillion mm-hmm. things, mm-hmm. right? He's made five gazillion billion mistakes. He's blown up spaceships. Right. He did all types of things. And he had an interview. And during his interview, he says, I don't fucking care about failing. I don't care what nobody thinks about me messing up. I don't care about none of that. I'm just going to keep doing it till I figure it out. He said it was so much like zest and pizzazz behind it. He was like, I don't care about none of that. Mm-hmm. He literally came up with the electric car that everybody sees driving. He literally sent a rocket into space, right? But you're going to tell me that because of the failures that he had in the back, somebody should have looked at him and said, nah, fam, we ain't gonna give you a chance because you made all those other mistakes. Right. And he said, bet. And he <laughs> did it himself. And he right. was like, all right, cool. He don't, None of that disqualifies him for what he knows how to do that. You can't take that off the table. Absolutely. It's not, it's not allowed for you to take a learning experience mm. off the table and say, listen, we get it. You probably are the best person for us to talk to about this because you probably got like all the knowledge. We don't like the fact of how you got it. Right. So we're going to talk to some people who've never done it before mm-hmm. and who've never received this knowledge. And we're going to pick it up from there. But thank you for coming out. God bless you and good right. night. <laughs> like, no. I think, I think my gem, my takeaways about this subject is, I think three. I have three. We're going to see. Um, you can't glory glorify the product, the the final part, and then discredit the journey. Absolutely, because people look at Diddy today and they're like, "Diddy, I here living his best life. Hi, it's great." And then you get real shh and quiet about all the deals of people that got screwed over, <laughs> who don't, yeah, who no. still stuck in cr- contracts no. with them no. and can't move, and it took years for them to. Put, no, we don't now. Okay, cool. Does it make him not a leader if we're talking leadership? No, he's a leader, but you have to pay attention to the perspective that that's coming from for the, because I think people think, like I said, the glorified product means success. Leadership, I think people think means success. And so if you don't have a success story, um, then no, it can't really be that successful and that's not true absolutely and i also think you have to if you're qualifying if you're looking at someone and judging if you're a leader by their viewpoint Mm -hmm. you have to know what they value because if your value systems are different that doesn't make you not a leader it makes you not their leader Okay. Ah. That, you, listen. So I had. So this is that was gonna be part of my gems. But mm-hmm. listen, come on. Yeah, it means you're not their leader, and I, I speak with so much love when I talk to people. It's just a habit because I have dealt with depression because I know the power and the impact of words because I yes. know how important it is and. 
I've continuously been told how thankful people have been for my, my words and the kindness. I don't have to have a group that you see or a following to answer that calling and use my gift and my truth to be helpful, to give somebody something to follow. Right. It doesn't make, if, if I don't do that for you, cause you think my story doesn't make me qualified to do that. You get to think that it doesn't change me stepping into my calling. And I'm glad I was able to, because of people like Sarah, mm-hmm. look at my truths and recognize that it, they, they didn't make me them so dirty that I was unqualified for the goodness of life and love and things that I want out of life and to help other people too. You know, if it wasn't for, look, I, I'm now able to see that within myself, but it took in a very dark space, people like her yes. speaking through their truths to know that I wasn't alone. And I think the last thing I have to say about the like a leadership, people have to stop making presentation more important than purpose. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, I don't need you in a shiny suit and serving no purpose. Listen. You can sign checks and deals and do whatever people think makes a leadership leader great and example i worked in retail for a long time and my boss at um at one of the last place i worked with was a phenomenal like he was a great boss mm-hmm. i worked in plenty of other stores i was able to go to 10 different stores through that region helping fix stores because of my boss Mm -hmm. because it was not simply because he was telling me what to do. It was not simply because we were the top sales in the store. It's because he was that good at his job. Right. And he moved in purpose. He was not there just getting a check. It was not just the store name on the line. His name was on the line. Y'all was going to get in there. You're going to do work. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right, and right. Right. I have no time to play with you. Right. My name is a reflection of this too. Right. We got stuff to do. And I knew how to solve problems because that was my boss. So I was able to go in stores like, what's the issue? Put me there for two weeks. That What? Turnover's bad? Theft? Bad. <laughs> you said bad. Watch the numbers. They going to change. <laughs> you said watch the numbers on the board. And not even getting that such a good leader is what gave me tools that I was able to take and transfer and use on my own. He wasn't the top salesperson. People in the company didn't even like him like that. Right. If I had let that be part of what I was looking at, I would have never got the gems and the tools that I got that I could take with me. So right. stop focusing on the 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 presentation. Right. Rock with some people that got purpose. Right. It changed this thing. I think that, like, you kind of touched on it, but basically, people keep forgetting that their opinions are their opinions. Mm. They're not facts. Mm. Whatever you think is not a fact. So if you feel like what this person did in their past is not, uh, noteworthy if you feel like it disqualifies them from being a leader it definitely only disqualifies disqualifies them from being your leader it does not disqualify them from being a leader period right second of all 
I think leadership is important. And even when we're talking about family structure, because a lot of times people forget that leadership in the home is so important, whether it's the husband who's being the head, or if it's a woman as a single parent and she's being the leader in, in her home, because there is no husband or male figure at the head of the house, the way they carry themselves and the way they talk through whatever mistakes that they made is important. And people keep forgetting that being transparent, being honest, being open and holding yourself accountable for what you did and saying, yes, I did do that. Mm -hmm. I should not have done that. This is what I should have done instead is what makes the difference. And if you're a leader or not, Mm -hmm. because you can make the same mistake as somebody else. And that person be like, man, that's just what happened. Mm -hmm. But then you can deal with somebody who says, yeah, okay. So this is what happened. And I definitely should have made a left turn at Albuquerque, but I didn't, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like I definitely should have, you know, thought about that different. If I, if I would do it over, this is what I would Mm do. That's what creates a good leader. A person who's able to sit back, look at what happened, process the situation and go, all right. So for next time, this is what we're going to do. And this is what we, this is why we messed up. This is why the formula didn't work. This is why the jet didn't make it. This is why the rocket didn't make it to outer space because Mm -hmm. you know, we should have carried the one and we carried a four and it was just all messed up. You have to own it. You have to, I own every one of my mistakes, every one of my failures, and I speak through them and I talk about them as if they were the forming blocks of me because they were, I'm not ashamed of what happened because if I wouldn't have went through what I did, I wouldn't be able to move in the purpose that I'm moving in. Do I know it was disrespectful and I shouldn't have? Absolutely. I'm not ashamed of anything that I've done. Should I've done things differently? Absolutely. Now that I know better, will I do things differently? Absolutely. But that does now do a leader cannot be somebody who keeps making the same mistake repetitively over, over again, because at that point it's not a mistake. It's a choice. You are choosing to mess up over, over again. If you're doing the exact same thing over again, if I keep telling you, you go through that door on the left, you're probably going to fall off a cliff and you keep going through that door and falling off that cliff. You don't get to have a conversation about why it was an accident that you fell off the cliff, <laughs> sir. Right. The first time, maybe and eh, the second, Change but your language. the fifth time, <laughs> You chose to jump off that cliff. Right. You're jumping at this point. You're right. not walking. And you're cutting your parachute. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't got time for that. Mm-hmm. So stop thinking. Stop being so judgmental. Yeah. These people are so judgmental in the world. Like they have never made a mistake. Like there's so Daily. many people who act, who act, beca- act like because of their mistake looked different yeah. or because their mistake wasn't the same yeah. that it was not a mistake let's go it is still a mistake you still did that hey you, you talking don't to... okay hey <laughs> i'm feeling like i feel when i saw this hey, hey. <laughs> y'all can't see her face is amazing but I, you know people do that well i would never okay look at that bun doing work over yeah. here I'm done, y'all. That's that's my last word. I can't do this with her no more today. I feel good about it though. Yeah. Like you better get up off my Sarah. Every day. All the time. She said when we gather, we gather for Sarah. Oh, I got bars when it comes to Sarah. Come get this work. You don't want it. And I'm gonna see her in February. See you in February, Sarah. I'll see you, girl. Hey. (laughs) Bye, y'all. Bye.